Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Chef Hyken. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Today, we have uh, the owner of a marketing and training agency, and that is Barry LaBeouf, who, by the way, uh, just a little background on him. He was a rock star. He actually had a band in the 1980s, and they created a number of albums. He's one fun dude to talk to. Anyway, we're going to talk with him about how to be congruent with your marketing messages and your employees all align in the same direction, and that is to take care of the customer. Now, before we get into that, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got a question or if you've got a story that you want to share, please be sure to reach out to me on any of the social media channels. I am pretty much everywhere. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll be sure to answer it right there in the social media channel. I'll answer it on this show in my newsletter, The Shepherd Letter. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, it's free. Just go to hiking.com and subscribe. And uh, also, you can catch... Uh, episodes of my TV show, I may answer the question there, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And that show can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, and you can go to beamazing.tv to catch all the episodes. That's beamazing.tv. All right, let's get into the interview. Barry, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Shep. I'm happy to be here. And I'm excited to be talking to you because uh, you have an agency. It's a marketing and training agency. And when you told me that, I thought marketing and training, I get marketing and development and marketing and acquisition, but training. And, and I asked you about that. And you said, we train people in a company to best represent their brand. And I know that's not quite the same words, but am I pretty accurate in that description? Yeah, you're you're 100 percent on on target. What's really fascinating, and I never really understood this, is there are marketing agencies, marketing advertising agencies, and they they put together ideas and they have them transmitted out there for customers. And then there are training groups or firms who then train uh, the individuals who either build the products or serve the clients or the customer base. And I thought, why? Why would that be such a unique situation? Why wouldn't there be companies that do both? Because they really do work together. So we do work with clients to differentiate their products and their brands so that their customers better appreciate them. But we also then take it to the next step of saying, okay, here are dealers, here are individuals who are going to now uh, represent that product. So let's best train them on how to do that. And also, by the way, Shep, train them on the type of customer, the psychographic or mindset of that customer walking in. So that's what we do. And that's why we love what we do. It's simple. And it's brilliant at the same time, because if we, as a marketing agency, we create this uh, uh, 
marketing program that gets customers to experience or at least think they're going to experience something based on how we market through social media, advertising, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, to me, marketing is what gets people to your door. Sales is what gets people to buy. And the total experience is what gets people to want to come back. But if we start with, here's what we're promising you in our marketing messages, we got to train the people on how to deliver on that promise. It's it's brilliant. That's it. You know, um, not to have a sidebar here, but what you said just really spurred something. When we worked with Volkswagen a couple decades ago, when they were having a renaissance, Shep, and they were becoming a cool car, and it was exciting to, you know, to be a driver. It was drivers wanted was their, their whole campaign. There was a disconnect at the dealership because what happened is, all these customers were excited. And, oh, that's a it's a hip car, and I love it. And they go into the dealership, and here was you know like a 1950s era dealership, and people smoking cigars and going, okay, what do you want, buddy? And oh, uh, you know, what do I need to do to get you in a car today? And it was a complete disconnect. And they turned to my company and said, look, we need to marry the message to the experience. We people have to walk in excited and then talk with people look at the environment and go this is great this is exactly what i want and so what you said is right on target yep so essentially we'll we'll wrap it up by saying the marketing promise needs to be congruent with the experience the customer receives as a result of the promise <laughs> They are told will happen. Uh, actually, I've, I've kind of made that more complicated than it needed to be. But it, basically, there needs to be some congruency there. That's for sure. So uh, I've got this uh, this list of comments that you have. And by the way, you have a new book. It's coming out very soon. It's called The Power of Differentiation. And it's uh, going to be published and distributed through Simon & Schuster. You can pick it up just about anywhere. But I think as I look at the questions that you provided in uh, the materials that you sent ahead of time, this is how you differentiate. Number one is, have you defined the experience? And I think that's part of what your marketing promise is, yes? Yes, it is. And here's an example. One thing we talk with customers about is, do you have a true customer experience for your customer base, your clientele? Or do you have 10 experiences or 800 experiences. Mm. If you think about it, if you have no defined experience, if you have no guardrails that you work within, then let's say you have uh, 800 uh, dealerships out there that represent your product. Well, you have 800 dealerships with three people. You have 2,400 experiences that your customer base may endure. Yeah. So you got to look at what are you about? What is our message and how should someone feel when they when they visit us, whether it's online or whether it's in person? The experience that a customer receives shouldn't be one that's by accident. Correct. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be purposeful. It should be defined. It should be consistent and predictable. And if uh, you mentioned dealerships, I'm assuming like a Volkswagen dealer. Uh, yep. If you go to a car dealer in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, where you're located, St. Louis, Missouri, where I am, New York City, 
what we're looking for is a consistency. Uh, years ago, I did work with a brand, good, well-known uh, automotive manufacturer, uh, big brand, and we did a, a road show, more or less. We, I was working in the Northeast region, starting in New York City, heading north toward uh, Albany and then uh, Rochester, all the way up almost to the Canadian border. And what I noticed, and this was a problem that the brand talked to me about, what I noticed is that the further north we got, the better the experience got. Mm -hmm. Just as you would expect the fast-paced experience to happen in New York City, it slowed down as you got a little bit lower. And by the way, I'm not criticizing anything related to New York or fast pace, whatever, but it was obvious what was happening and you could tell based on the ratings and reviews. So what the, what the manufacturer was concerned about is that people were becoming loyal to their brand, but not to the dealer that they were buying from. So they would go buy from somewhere else, even if far away, even if they lived in New York, simply because they were getting better experience elsewhere. So Anyway, again, not knocking New York, but it's right. obvious that there's demographic issues and all that. You've got to create this consistent experience. Well, one thing I'll, I'll add to that. And so what you just said is really interesting for though for your listeners, because that's why the if that that's why the J.D. Power surveys come out when you buy a car or a motorcycle or whatever. The brand is sending them out and they want to know how you feel because the brand wants to hold on to you as the loyal customer to their brand. They're concerned that if you have a bad experience at a dealership, you're going to say, I'll never buy that brand right. or go to that dealer again. And one thing I think it's really important is most of us, and this includes you and me, we do not differentiate the brand versus the store or the dealer or the salesperson we talked to or bought from or didn't buy from. We think of it almost all the same. So if you go into a Lexus dealership and you have a great experience, you're loyal to Lexus and the dealer. It is very much human nature for us. However, if we go into a dealership and we have a lousy experience and they treated us poorly, to say, not only will I not go back to that dealer, but we unfortunately may also say, I will never buy that brand for the rest of my life. And that is not what the brands want and ultimately not what the dealers want. Right. It's and, and, one experience for everybody. And it's easy to make for, for a customer to feel that way about a car dealership because you go to buy a Lexus at a Lexus dealership. If you were to buy that Lexus, on a used car lot and the used car lot had 25 different brands sitting on the lot, you would not, and you bought your Lexus and had great experience driving the car, but a lousy experience with that used car dealer. You're not going back to the used car dealer. You'll go try to find that car at another dealer when it's time to get a new Lexus. And so, uh, but here's, here's the other thing that I love to, to talk about is People refer to a person as them. Uh, and we're not talking about the woke society we're in today where people identify he, she, them, whatever. Right. But what I mean by that is they use the plural to identify an individual when they have an experience. So I go into that and I'll use, just use Lexus, who, by the way, great brand and a client, yep. I might add, uh, yep. when in Volkswagen as well. I, don't, I know the people who are watching can't see, but if you look over my shoulder, this shoulder, You'll see my TV next to it is a little stuffed animal. And that's a, a little stuffed bear, a stuffed animal bear in a Volkswagen racing outfit. 
<laughs> Volkswagen was a great client uh, for a number of years. Uh, and uh, then prior to the pandemic, a lot of things change and we just, you know, they, they have a new focus. But anyway, regardless, uh, where am I going with all of this? Uh, oh, them. People say, I love doing business with them. When it is a single person at a car dealership that's taking good care of the customer. Oh, they're great to me. They do this. They do that. Oh, and by the way, I have somebody on the inside. And there we talk about that individual. You know, I jokingly talk about my kids taking a McDonald's and the lady always remembered what what we ordered. And my daughter said, boy, they are so friendly here. And I go, it's not they. It's that woman over there that treated us right. But that one person represents the entire brand. That's that's really well put. And I haven't really heard anything like that before. I think you're right on target because they embody, they, that person embodies the brand. Yep, yep. So uh, make sure that anybody that interacts with your customers on the front line, and you know what? Uh, I'll even go a step further in a moment, but they need to represent your brand the way the brand is meant to be represented, the way your marketing messages and promises are made. Internally, if you're not treating people the same way you want your customers treated, you cannot expect that front line to treat them any differently. That's exactly right. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I've got a lot more to talk about. I want to talk more about the book, The Power of Differentiation, the upcoming book by Barry LaBeouf. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department. It's a philosophy. And it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time, and that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training, the ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. Now, the course content applies to everyone, regardless of position and responsibility, from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic, those positive experience, and it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer focused. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Larry, I'm sorry, not Larry, it's Barry LaBeouf. There's an L, it's LaBeouf. And we are talking about now his upcoming book, The Power of Differentiation. And there's many different ways to differentiate yourself with your customers. Uh, you can do it with the products, but really at the end of the day, the best differentiator that you can have is one that's based on a solid, uh, consistent and predictable experience. One that follows along with the marketing promise that you have made. We talked about that in the first half of the show. So Larry, or, sorry, Barry, <laughs> that's, I'm looking at Barry LaBeouf. Barry, right. let's talk about the book. And give us maybe a few tips from the book uh, that we can get excited about. And by the way, it is available for pre-order on Amazon. Right. Uh, you know, I, there are a few things I think that are really important. I'd love to share that are in the book. There are some stories we have to find. So one thing that's really important, employees have to find a significance in what they do. And if they don't, there is really no purpose for them. So I, I met with a person who was building ambulances uh, on a 
on the line at an ambulance factory. I said, what do you do? And he said, look, I just plug in wire harnesses. I said, okay, well, how's it going? And he said, well, you know, I'm looking for a job elsewhere. I'm going to probably leave for 25 cents an hour more. So this is a guy that's building ambulances. And I said, you know, in the lifespan of an ambulance, which is about 10 years, you will save or protect the lives of about 100,000 people with that product if it's running correctly. And he said, I had no idea I was in the life-saving business. Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe I won't leave for 25 cents an hour. So one thing I think is really important is if our employees, whether they're building the product or servicing or representing it or our dealers, whatever, if they don't believe what we're doing has any meaning, forget it. You can pay them all the money in the world. It will not mean anything. So I think one thing we have to realize is there has to be significance and meaning in what we are asking people to do as leaders. So I think that's important. I think another thing that's really important, well, Chef, I want to is, summarize that for you, uh, yes. for everybody. Basically, yeah. what you're saying is that as leaders, we need to create meaning and purpose for everybody that's working with us. So they aren't just thinking of they aren't just thinking about uh, I have a job. I have a reason within that job. I have an importance within that job. There's meaning to what I do. When you start to create meaning and purpose behind the job, you start to get closer to employees being fulfilled with what they're doing, even if it's as simple as plugging in electronics into a harness or, or whatever it is that you just described. Very good. Love that. That's that's a great lesson. Okay, you've got another one coming. I'm sitting back. I'm taking it in. Coming. Okay, so I think another one that's really important is that, and we we do this with every client. And 20 years ago, when we started uh, doing our concept, which is called brand reengineering, because we reengineer a brand, we don't try to recreate it. We we take what's there, we discover what's great, and then what we do is we really promote it. So what we tell all of our customers is, and this is really critical, is that once you determine what makes your product and your brand unique or different, do not promote it to the world until you first share it and celebrate it with your employees. So one critical thing to do is determine what makes you unique, be able to package it, that's great. Share it with your employees, your dealers. And this is really big, Shep. Celebrate it. Don't dictate. Don't lecture on it. Celebrate it. This is what we do. This is why we do things that really make a difference. And I think that's critical. It must begin with the employees. You don't want to market it, make promises and have people walk in and have employees go, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I haven't heard any of this. I, I think that ties back to what your company does, not just as an agency, a marketing agency, but also as a training agency uh, or a training company that teaches employees how to live the experience that you're making promises about. And uh, it's really cool. There, I see two things happening in these first two points. Number one, your point of meaning and purposefulness is great. It gives people something to be excited about. But number two, your in your second point is this uniqueness of what you're creating for your customers starts by showing employees the uniqueness that you're trying to create. And therefore, they feel that they're a part of it. They feel that uh, 
you know, if they're getting an inside track as to this is what's coming out, we're being trained on it, we're being taught, this is what it is. We're getting excited together. We're celebrating it. And uh, then when the launch happens, people are very aware. Also, uh, it, you made me think of something that has nothing to do with these two points, but it does have to do with the training. If somebody new comes in and they haven't experienced what you've just mentioned, I think there's a, a problem and you have a potential, uh, let's put it this way. If you've got a hundred people in your company, just as a number, and 99 of them are in in line with what you've just talked about. And then the new person comes in. If I'm a, a customer and I talk to that new person, I now have an experience that is tied to that one person's lack of experience. And it's not congruent with what we're trying to achieve. So that's real important. Everybody needs to be trained. The onboarding process is so important. Get people into your culture and ecosystem as quickly as you can. And, I, and I'll share one other aspect that I think is really fascinating. Uh, a great company we worked for many, many years, still work with them uh, as well, is Audi, uh, the car company, Audi. Yep. One thing that was interesting way back in the 90s, they had problems with their cars. They had some technical issues. They were not perfect cars. And one thing we have to realize, differentiating yourself can be done even if you have flaws. It's not being perfect. So there, as an example, in the in the world of computers, some people love their Mac, their Apple Mac. Some people love, you know, their laptop and they just want a PC and that's it. Okay. One isn't necessarily superior to another, but they're different and they're they have purposes. So what we did with Audi and their sales force was, and this is, I think, something really interesting for people that are listening. You don't need to be the dominant player to have dealers or representatives really buy into you. And sometimes it's not having more, it's having fewer who are deeply engaged. So what we did with the Audi ex uh, experience was we picked one salesperson per dealership instead of eight or 10. We picked one who would represent Audi and we had them steeped in the differentiation and what made them unique. And we celebrated it. Plus they had a title. They were called an Audi brand specialist. They had their own business card. They had a direct line into my company to ask questions. They felt engaged, they were proud. And what was interesting was that one person per dealer outsold the rest of the dealership in every situation because the others at the dealership were kind of playing the field. They'd sell this product, that product, this one or that one, this brand, that brand. That one person fell in love with the brand and the customers who came in could feel it. And in, in turn, they bought from them. So to me, it's not always mass. You don't have to be the biggest and you don't have to be perfect. You have to engage one person at a time. So it's one person at a time, but don't you want that experience uh, or that that level of engagement with that one employee? Don't you want the rest of the employees to follow suit? Well, that's a great question, Shep. They did follow suit because they saw this one person who was focusing on one brand starting to thrive while the others who were playing the field were not. 
So what happened is now, and it's it's a great question, Shep. I can see why you've done so well on this because it leads to what's happened with Audi. Now there are thousands of Audi brand specialists and every Audi store that you go to is uh, staffed only with Audi brand specialists. Yeah, so really you're, you're scaling uh, the success of one to others within the organization. Exactly right. Awesome. Awesome. Great insights from the new book that is upcoming, The Power of Differentiation uh, by Barry LaBeouf. And as we wrap up here, you know, we're getting to the final question. And that is what one last nugget of information do you want to share uh, that we've either talked about today? You want to reiterate, emphasize, expand on, or is there something completely different? Um, I want to I want to reiterate one thing you and I both talked about, and and I think it's the most important thing in it is that your differentiation must first be shared with your employees, those who build or represent or serve your product or brand. And one step further, celebrate it. Celebrate with them first. If you don't, there's no amount of money. There's no amount of marketing. There's no amount of salary increases that will overcome what you've missed. Celebrate with those who represent the product, have their hearts and minds moved by your brand. Love it. Basically what's happening on the inside of an organization is going to be felt on the outside by the customers. Focus on the inside. Perfect. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another great interview, Barry LaBeouf. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thanks for being on the show. And everybody, please tune in next week where we'll have another interview. I promise it will be great. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.